Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me, Jick. And me, Riff. And me, Hot Stuff. How's it going, fellas? Good. Pretty good. It's been a couple of weeks. Have we done any work at all on the Kingdom of Loathing? Uh, yes. Yeah, I did some. Oh yeah, I guess I did too. We, we <laughs> made some things. Uh, this item of the month is I had to going research along. Some okay. stuff. Yeah, you did. I bet it was fun. No, I bet it wasn't fun. <laughs> was it? Was it available on, a, on any popular services that uh, we might use regularly? Some, some of them were. Okay. Uh, I I joked to uh, to Jenny that if if Zach had purposely tried to pick ideas for these monsters that I would have <laughs> no knowledge of and have no idea what to write, he would not have been able to do a better job. Mm-hmm. I did find out that if you, uh, this is a little bit of a spoiler, I guess, uh, but if you do a Google image search for the word kiss, uh, what you get is uh, sort of a checkerboard of pictures of the members of the band kiss and then just very people attractive kissing. people kissing each other yeah <laughs> that's that's what you get did you do it in all caps does that change uh, anything oh no i don't know you could if you paste it in the like ss font <laughs> right for it oh boy uh yeah so sorry about that riff uh, uh, that's okay. it seems like it seems like you've done an okay job in yeah spite of, i'm yeah. used i'm used to having to 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 put up with researching odd things that's kind of one of the joys of this job is finding myself having to learn about th- unexpected things think about what you'll be able to put all these skills to use uh with in se- that's a good sentence mm-hmm. uh, in your next job <laughs> your next job making sentences for someone who's not an idiot <laughs> i saw a job listing that was basically a perfect fit for riff but i was like i don't want him to know about this what was <laughs> so- it uh, just some writer job that was like, we need you to be able to write wacky things all the time and uh, like on short notice about lots of different things. And I was like, yeah. Uh, uh, encyclopedic knowledge of anime, a plus. Uh, ability ability to sleep on pile of beef jerky wrappers. Um, which, which is what we will be paying you in. Right. Oh, just nice. empty beef jerky bags. Mm. <clears throat> Bringing home the jerky bags. So this is writing new material for the jerky boys, I'm assuming, who are now too old to speak. I was I was doing a little research on Jimmy Dean. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that is Jimmy Dean hiring? Did they? Does no, Jimmy Dean? But that would be rad. Does oh. the Jimmy Dean company want somebody to run a hilarious Twitter? That would be so good. Can you imagine if that was your job, just to be a just to be a, a zany Twitter person? And specifically, Neil Hamburger is sausage constantly or, or being whatever. mean to you on twitter for shilling for some huge brand but if it was just if you just had the brand's twitter handle right like i would i would just create so many lawsuits you think <laughs> yeah i because i would just go too far i would upset people <gasps> all the time there'd be no way to not upset people day one you'd you'd reference a tsunami and get yeah. fired yeah from my job as the aflac duck <laughs> Um, that's how I got fired from that USA up all night uh, movie television show. Oh, right. Yeah. It's by making an insensitive joke about September 11th. <laughs> Did was he actually get fired even, from that? Was that show even still on? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't remember if Gilbert Gottfried was before or after Rhonda. I know that Joe Bob Briggs was after all of them. Wow. Uh, uh, you have a, a much more complete knowledge of uh, my dad and I used USA to watch, up all night. My dad and I used to watch those. That was pretty funny. He had a lot of uh, trauma team films and just old. I think I saw like goofy horror movies. Kentucky Fried Movie there. Really? 
maybe. That would not be very good on television, I don't think. Kentucky Fried Movie? Yeah, because there's a lot of boobs in it. Oh, I, I, like don't, I don't know, but it's up yeah, all night. So you, so they, you just saw it without the boobs. Prob- probably. There was a there was the trailer for Catholic school girls in trouble, and there, there's a scene where just a bunch of naked girls on a couch are just being introduced to each other. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't remember that scene at all. You know, it actually passed the Bechdel test. I don't think they were talking. <laughs> they had names, and they weren't talking about a man. Okay. Though I think it maybe passes it in the letter of it, but not the spirit. Um, yeah, I don't know what kind of trouble they were supposed to be in. You know, lost their shirts. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Gambling. Okay. They're in the kind of trouble from that uh, from that Get Smart movie they made, where the villain uh, creates the bomb that destroys everyone's clothes, mm. everyone on Earth. Gosh. Uh, Gorsh. What were we talking about before all of that? Uh, I don't Jimmy know. Dean tweeting Jimmy. for a brand. Oh, yeah. uh, I would probably uh, get fired for accidentally <laughs> responding to one of your Twitter puzzles. For those of you listeners who don't know, Hot Stuff has been posting some very popular Twitter puzzles. I don't know that they're friends. very popular. Oh, they're very popular. <laughs> All of the coolest people are solving them. There are, there are some, some folks that I'm surprised about. The easier you think the puzzles are, the harder they are to me. Right? That's about right. I don't get it. Yeah, they're, it, it's, it's tricky because if you don't, if you don't, if you don't happen to see, yeah, if you don't see the insight right off, there aren't. There aren't really any, I don't know, there aren't any bits that you can grab onto and, and push on until something comes out. Nope. There's a lot of just little insight things. Uh, do you guys want to answer some questions from the listeners and players? Sure. How about that? Androff says, Riff, great sandwich with pepper flakes. You might also like one of my favorites, grilled peanut butter with Tabasco. Grill like a grilled cheese, add Tabasco as you eat it, makes a great hamburger of farts. Also, oh. I always thought that KOL was a pun on wow. Kingdom, sl- kingdom colon world, loathing colon war. Yeah, except KOL has been around longer than World of Warcraft. And loathing and Warcraft are different, right? It was hate making. <laughs> kingdom hate. of hate making. Hate making. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um... But no, I mean it wasn't. It wasn't a pun on anything. It was just a random phrase. And that sandwich sounds probably fine. World of Warcraft was a play on Kingdom of Loathing. Oh, it was. Yeah, War was World was like Kingdom, and yeah. Warcraft was like Loathing. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Florin writes: Since apples don't exist in the kingdom, if Steve Jobs had started a company in the kingdom, what would it have been called? Uh, I'm gonna say IBM. I thought it was iFruit. I thought there, I thought iFruit was mentioned in the game. Oh, was it? Oh, is it? I thought so. I feel like we established that they that apples exist, but they all grow with razor blades in them already. Apple the company exists yeah, because that's but, one of the stickers that you can buy. I mean, I'm saying Apple the company exists in the game because you can get one of those stickers from the scratch and stiff snicker tome. Snickers. Oh, tome. that's right. true. I scratch about and that. stiff. So maybe it's scratch the and Apple stiff with the razor Snickers blade in it, computer company. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's why nobody actually took a bite out of it. It just, as it grew, the razor blade cut a little crescent out of it. Yeah, yeah. To make that iconic shape. Uh, Big Ninja writes, Hey, Sam, seems like you guys are creating content at an accelerating pace. At first, there were just Mr. Store items and annual events that you had to worry about, but now there are two yearly content familiars, seasonal challenge paths, Twitch streams, <laughs> uh, the ever-growing problem of balancing new content, etc. Has life at ASM been slowly and steadily getting harder over the past several years, or have you guys just gotten more efficient? Thanks, XOXO, less than three, I love you. Gosh, thanks, Big Ninja. I mean, that's that's not even including the fact that we've been making a bunch of other games in the background. Well, that's true. But also, I mean, <clears throat> it's not that... I don't 
actually believe that content has been created at an accelerating pace? I think it's picked up its pace two or three years ago. And <sighs> yeah, I guess it did kind of ramp up, but it did get it. It has gotten easier and easier over time to make the same kind of content that right. we used to. But we've started making more and more content because we have to for it to be satisfying. Like items of the month just have to consist of a tremendous amount of stuff for anyone to be willing to buy them at this point. And I don't know if we just shot ourselves in the dick by like upping, just upping the ante by upping the ante so much and so now boring ones are boring you know like the kind of boring shit that people would would readily pay ten dollars for a long time ago now that ten dollars is worth way less they're not willing to to do it so it's it's a weird thing and it's probably our fault and by our i mean my by us i mean we i have a mouse in my pocket <laughs> There's there's one in your hat just pulling on your hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Making that's, you say different yes, things. That's that guy is the problem. That little voiced by Pat Oswalt. Um, Remy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the tools are way better than they used to be. So it is much easier for us to make content than it used to be. Also, like Riff can make a lot more stuff than Riff used to be able to make because yeah. the the sort of but you uh, Riff has both learned <coughs> a lot about how to do that stuff. I've gotten a lot more comfortable just like handing stuff off uh, to both of you guys. Um, you know, you, I, I feel like you made like the pretentious artist uh, psychoses mm-hmm. thing. You basically just made that from scratch. Yeah. And I then, mean, I didn't write all somebody the stuff. Else wrote it. Yeah. But you did the, you did all the mechanical and stuff and you coded it all and, yeah. and all that. Like, yeah. And I did, I did that in the, the village, the Rumpelstiltskin. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah, right. I forgot about that. And the cheapy that, buddy. The following you, yeah, and you did the cheapy buddy. Yeah. So there's, there's, I mean, there's just a bunch of stuff that you know more people can do it. I'm not nearly as much of a bottleneck on KOL stuff as as I used to be. Yeah. The only thing that that you really are the still sole source of is art. That's basically. true. Yeah. And that doesn't take all that long. You really. just dread it. I don't. Yeah, I do. Even though I always don't mind it. Once I actually start doing it, it's just hard to get over that hump. But I think I. I think I productively procrastinate by not doing the art. Boy, today, I just uh, felt like crap all day. It was really hot, and I got fucking nothing done, and it makes me sad because hmm. there's an item of the month due. There's a charter due. I think it's probably going to come out on Monday instead of Friday. I think oh, wow. I'm going to push okay. that back, but then I'm not going to work on the weekend. Who do I think I am? Me from <laughs> five years ago? Pfft, no. And Naked Jew says, Dear Jick, you and your lot are totes anti-Semitic. What is it with this bullshit of running an, exclu- an exclusive event on a Saturday? You know what day is also on a weekend? Sunday. Fucking Sunday. When everyone can play along. That's it. I'm reporting you to the Anti-Defamation League. Just wait till you see what happens. You're going to be all like, oh shit, Jews are coming for our heads. And we'll be like, no, fuckers. That beer you just drank was made with poisoned well water and you're already dead. Anyway, I was bummed out about the Saturday thing. Hope to catch an archived version at least. Have fun. Yeah, I think he was mad about... This is from uh, May of 2014, so oh. I think he was mad. <laughs> he was mad about uh, the um, Twitch stream, the first Twitch, the stream. Twitch stream, the first Twitch stream. Yeah, so we well, we tried a bunch of different days yeah, and did. times and things. Yeah, you know, and the the first one we did was sort of the most popular. I am beginning uh, it to got more popular, it, like ramped up and then slowly ramped down. Did it? I mm-hmm. thought it never got <clears throat> it never got as well attended as the first one. I think it did. I think the second and third ones were were equally hmm. uh, like around 1,200 people in the twitch channel well i am edging closer and closer towards the idea of just adding another level to the tower the way we would make normal content and then just making the tower available for a couple of days and just not doing the twitch thing because while 
I am sure that there are people who enjoy it. It is just a thing that I am so dreading that I just haven't done anything huh. with it. And I like the idea of continuing to build up the tower. Right. And, you know, it's weird just to call place. it a Twitch tower. It is, but it's still time twitching. It's still twitching in and out of time. Sure. You know, I named it. I did not brand it so much as I named it a thing that was a reference to to what it was for. Right. Right. I mean, because we've already you, you been moving about- that direction. You had talked about like do, doing all the mechanical stuff and then just, just doing the art and art letting people choose and some like some having them stuff. Yeah. yeah. Choose some names and things. Yeah. I just, <clears throat> even that, like, I just want to put it off indefinitely. Like I just don't, huh. it, it's, I don't know, man. Yeah. I just, I, I don't. I mean, you, you're the one who has to like be in front of the camera. So I, I don't, yeah. if and you I don't want to do it, I can't. Well, you can't make me want to. You could make right. me do it. I mean, pressure I pressure from the players could could, could make me do it. Um, but I don't want you to resent either the players or me. Oh, it's too late for both of those <laughs> things, buddy. <laughs> Sol de Omnis says, uh, well, first, uh, guess what? Guess what Sol de Omnis says first? That um, stuff. Hi, gents. No. Um, Riff, can you guess? I'm going to guess it's... Uh, Oh, I've forgotten which line comes first. <laughs> it is. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Oh, okay. Uh, See, I was hey, so, the other one. <laughs> yep. With them podcasts, what Riff was a special guest on get published. Can we get a link in the trivial updates or something? Yeah, I often just don't find out about it. Um. So, yeah, when that happens, we can do that. You know, we could also, uh, we could go through, we could just make a thing that was a list of all of the things that we were guests on and just links to them in the archive of various hmm. podcasts. Hmm. That's a good idea. Including links to all of the podcasts in our archive. That's a really good idea, actually. Also, Jake and Hot Stuff, you guys totally don't appreciate Riff's jokes. Riff, I laugh when you tell jokes. You can't hear me, but I laugh. Four out of five times that I laugh, Jake and Hot Stuff don't laugh, but I assure you, it's totally funny. Oh, also, if you write oh, laugh enough you. times, it totally stops looking like a word that's spelled right, and enough is apparently four. Do you know what Solve Omnis says after that, Riff? I'm going to guess that it's love is the law, love under will. That is correct. That is correct, Riff. Yay! You win the trophy for knowing uh, Solve Omnis's macros. <laughs> Neo May Cry says, if the classes had their own voices, what would they sound like? You can skip this part if you want to, but I think the Seal Clubber would be a gritty, tough guy voice. The Turtle Tamer would have a soft and calm voice. The Saucer would have a whiny voice. The Disco Bandit would always be too drunk to talk properly, and when not drunk, the disco music drowns out the voice anyway. The Accordion Thief would have a jazz singer voice and always be singing, and I don't know what the Possum Answer would have. Hmm. Alright, so I think Seal Clubber is like Steven Seagal in Hard to Kill. Okay, the Turtle okay. Tamer is like Steven Seagal in On Deadly Ground. <laughs> okay. Postamancer is like Steven Seagal on Seagal in Under Siege. Uh, is the Saucer is like cook? Steven Seagal in Under Siege Two. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Disco Bandit is like uh, shit. Apparently, I can't I can help only, you at all. <laughs> I can only <laughs> name four Steven Seagal movies um, from memory. Uh, did I say on deadly ground already? Was Steven Seagal in uh, Untouchables or whatever? Or the whatever the... The Expendables? Expendables, yes. I don't think so. Okay, sorry. Untouchables. No. Yeah, that was, he was the Elliot Ness. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, he was Sean Connery's body double. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, Seal Clubber would probably be uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he's... Well, really? Yeah, like a Conan. Conan yeah. Okay. But maybe more, uh, maybe more of a like a Nordic Schwarzenegger, okay. or a Nordzenegger. <laughs> uh, 
Well, would Turtle Tamer be um, Beastmaster? Mark Singer? Yeah. Sure. I don't remember what his voice sounds like. <laughs> it's like, it's good. I think it would, I think it would, it's very soothing to animals. Yeah. Does it, does he even talk or does he just open his mouth in a bunch of birds voices? <laughs> birds. <laughs> he just talks in birds. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, all right. Pasta answer would be uh, Alanis Morissette from Dogma. Uh, okay. Uh, Probably not. I the saucer I imagine as a, a kind of a so pasta answer is maybe like <clears throat> Christopher Lee. Uh saucer is uh who's that guy whose voice you do riff? Oh, Peter Lorre? Really? Yeah. Yeah, just because they're like I don't know, the pasta man or saucerers are like slimy, you know. Oh, okay. I think of I think of John Travolta when I think Disco Bandit. Yeah. Okay. I always I I Despite accordion thieves being the musical one, I tend to think of them as being the more sneaky musical <coughs> ones. So I feel like he would have like a whispery voice, a thiefly Accordi- voice. Accordion thief, I was thinking like maybe Mandy Patinkin. Oh, okay. Hmm. Like, I don't know uh, why like I think of them as Joanna Newsom like or something. Latin. Oh yeah, I guess I guess I didn't consider any girl. Female counterparts, yeah. Well, yeah. As soon as somebody asks us to, we have to come up with a female female that's counterparts. True, that's true. Stories. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Boy, I don't even know. I. Uh, okay. The posthumous answer is Sarah Vowell. Uh, oh wow. Okay. Um. You know, because she uses the vocal fry to. Cook. What about uh, <laughs> Starly Kine? Uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, she's on NPR a lot. Uh, this American Life. Anyway, that's a good question, Nero May Cry. Uh, sorry it took me one year and four months <laughs> to answer it. Are you, are you, at this point, are we trying to work through the archives and do current stuff? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just, uh, trying to do, like, a lot of the more general interest ones oh, are right. leftovers from after the Monday show stopped being a thing, but people were still submitting questions for the Monday show because no, it, it did not yet. I forgot that, that we were a, a kinder, yeah. gentler, uh, more general interest show now. Well, I was trying to, I was trying to, trying to do a little bit more fucking around, sure. you know, because I think people respond well to that. Uh, I've been telling you that for years. Anyway, let's get to... Uh, yeah, you have been. Uh, let's get to the nerd shit. Who Doodle says, <laughs> Hey, guys and dolls. I'll let you all decide which is which. Uh, I've been listening to 2014 podcasts. Well, that's interesting because we've been answering 2014 <laughs> questions. Uh, and in one, Jake, you mentioned something about tattered scraps of paper and how their drop rate kept going down every time somebody asked you about them. You then said you thought there should just be a non-combat that gives you X tattered scraps, X being however many you need to do whatever it is you need them for. On a later episode, somebody asks you how the book in the in the bookcase in the Haunted Library is not clickable anymore, and you said you wanted it to be something good but didn't want to delay roll out of the new Spooky Raven content to figure out what it should be. What if you just combine so that if you try to pull the book out of the bookcase, it just falls apart, leaving you with X tattered scraps of paper. That's a pretty good idea. That is a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um, and is that just like a, you can just do that once in Ascension and then... Yeah, that's, that's well, because what I wanted scraps. to do was rather than rather than tattered scraps being a thing that people could really farm reliably just because they are they are a thing that breaks Everything. things in a, in a weird way and I don't <clears> want <throat> them to be nearly as common as they are. Like I'm actually just sort of trying to do away with that mechanic. Like I am not, I am not planning on introducing any more sources of free runaways in paid content ever. Like that I mechanic. I can imagine the run on the mall that's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah, soon as people maybe. hear this show. 
but the the tattered scraps in addition to that function they also have that function the function of of being used to uh summon demons summon demons yeah so and i want people to still be able to do that um that is the thing that i don't feel like we did a good job of making it important i think maybe the cost of it is too prohibitive is too prohibitive for it to be a thing that you would ever mess with in in run um, it comes very late in the game as well. It, yeah, it does. Although, not really, because you can get into Spooky Raven Manor fairly early. But can, you can't get the materials for it. Early. Well, the materials for it, a lot of them come from the castle, which yeah. is yeah. So, like a lot. That's that's also just not something that we would do if we were designing it now. Like, I think the candles that you use to summon the demons would not be in from some random level. level ten zone that's really old. They would be in the manner yeah. somewhere um although i don't i don't think you can you can't get to the summoning chamber until the level until 11 you have quest. the level 11 yeah. quest yeah i guess that that is true um so yeah i mean i guess they're never really going to be used in run and also it's just you know it's one more thing that you just have to think about doing every day and like any amount of friction in between the player and one of those things means that it's just going to slide off the edge. Like there, that system is interesting. I think, you know, the fact that you have to go like that, the demon names are randomized Mm -hmm. for you and you have to go out and discover them. And like, it is like hobo codes. and stuff. Yeah. It's one of the first places in the game where we, made a thing where you could just input arbitrary text, which allows us to do all kinds of crazy things like that just becomes that becomes a sort of locus of a lot of puzzle stuff the way that like Grandpa Sea Monkey is now because he's another guy where you can just ask him about a thing by typing a word in. Yeah, and we that's haven't, um, we haven't used the summoning chamber for that in a long time. Yep. No, I mean, I think <clears throat> it started to feel kind of hackneyed. Hmm. Um, what somebody made a joke the other day about tripe a horse like, it should be a horse, but that's kind of hackneyed. Huh. I don't remember. Is it isn't, isn't it like a hackneyed carriage? Yeah, and I don't remember. I don't remember where that joke. Hmm. No. Event uh, Vuer says hello, Jick slash Riff slash Hot stuff. It occurred to me that when the Crimbo 2013 loot goes out of standard next year, there won't be any non-item of the month workshed items. Is this intentional, or is it just a difficult slot to write content for? Thanks, E. It isn't that it's a difficult slot to write content for. I think it's just that we did kind of a bad job with it. And so we don't think about it that often. we don't think about it because anything that we made to put in there would be a waste of time compared to whatever too powerful thing we already made. That is the only thing anyone ever uses. I don't know what that thing is. It's probably the Mayo Clinic now because that is what is in there. And, you know. People often ask for there to be non-item of the month versions of various things that mostly exist for the sake of being able to have multiple similar items of the month, like, you know, the old, like the the bookshelf in the campground, right? right. That whole thing existed so we that made a non-item we could have for that shelf, item right? of the month, yeah, items of the month in there <clears> and <throat> that, that shared that shared a resource in a way that made sense to the player, right? Like, okay, these are these are all tomes. You can use one tome a day. So if we release a new tome, then it's in that, right? You can just use one of them a day. Um, although I think that changed at some point, didn't it? Like, did we make after, it so after you cores? Could, well, in after core, you can use all of them now. But didn't we also make it so you can summon 
you can use a tome three times, but you can use different tomes. Like, can you take, can you get one summon from one tome, one from another one, one from another one? I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, I don't remember if we actually did that or not, but, uh, Gordito says, Hey, good gents. Deck of every card. Indubitably. Thank you. People seem to really like that item and yeah. it makes me happy. Except it doesn't make me happy because it was a lot of work and I, it was, I was mad the whole time I was working on it. <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't that bad. It yeah, was just badly timed. Uh, maybe I 100% misunderstood your conversation from the last show about rollover, but it left me with the impression that rollover could potentially be more flexible than it currently is. If not, please start talking about that one time when Jick said something funny and other people were either offended or incredulous or both. Um, however, if so, what about making it flexible for subscribers or even peasants too? This way, I could make my custom rollover time for an hour when I would be asleep, thereby not making it so challenging to work in all my turns during speedruns. So, I had... I, what I said, I think, was that in theory, if it had been designed from the ground up to work in the way that people imagine that it works, it would be really flexible and it would be really easy for us to do all of these things like the pause button that people want and stuff like that. But there are enough things in the game that still treat the game as a world rather than a, than a collection of individual experiences that people are having, that it would require a lot of really significant restructuring of things to separate the things that are important to you as a player in a run about rollover from what rollover actually is. And, you know, I had talked about how it's possible we could make it like that. It would just require, for instance, like completely getting rid of or totally changing the way the clan rumpus room works, for right. instance. Um, you know, y- you would also like, I think that if people set their rollover to a custom time, they would start to get very upset when they like say, forgot to put on their plus adventures gear and logging on to put on that gear causes their rollover to trigger without right. them having put the gear on, right? Like having it at a fixed point in time, maybe that's not the way that we would do it now, but maybe we also would not have the concept of plus adventures at rollover <coughs> gear if we were doing it now, right? Like I think that if we were, if we were making a KOL two, we would, just institutionally from the very beginning have a giant sign on the wall that says no tedium, <laughs> right? Oh, like, the, like in designing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like we would, we would just be able to take all of the lessons that we have learned because th- oh, we did not create tedium on purpose. We right. just did a bunch of stuff that was interesting, but that in order to get the most out of it in interactions requires a lot of tedious behavior. Well, so, but this is, I mean, this is also something I, I would like to talk about on the uh, video games hot dog pod, podcast, but the uh, the notion of degenerate play, right? Like <clears throat> we put KOL out there with the social contract in mind that this is a casual game that you play for fun. And at the very beginning, like that was sort of the idea of it. And it became something else unintentionally that this, it was a, you know, a competitive game and it was, um, a game with a marketplace and uh, there was a bunch of social interaction that you could do in the game. Like all of these these things sort of arose somewhat naturally out of the systems that we made. Um, but even 
even if we hadn't sort of supported them, there are always going to be people who choose to play degenerately. To maximize one particular thing in a way that is not fun. Yeah. Yeah. It. I think, though, that <clears throat> speed ascension as a play style mm-hmm. has been much more of a driver of those kinds of mechanical things because we... I think that for a long time, we kind of had a habit of constantly trying to outsmart ourselves in terms of how to provide interesting options for people who were trying to play the game that way. And the structure of the game is such that it just rewards that kind of play. Like optimizing for efficient use of resources just is what causes you to advance faster, right? To perm more skills so that you can make more money so that you can buy more cocaine. Right. And it's, uh, I don't know. You know, hindsight is 2020, but you have no idea what would have happened if you'd made a different choice at a given time, right? So it's possible that just the like fun casual coffee break game that we started out with and that we always imagined that we were in our hearts trying to continue making would not have ever made any money. Sure. You know, I mean, it really made a little bit, but it wasn't until we started targeting the premium content to to a, a deliberate extent in every case at people who are trying to play optimally that we started like selling enough items of the month to like staff up. I, is that, is that true? Or like, I guess the very first couple of items of the month were, well, they were just almost goofy, cosmetic, goofy familiars, but they weren't, they right? were better they were, than anything else. They at were, the time. Right, because I mean, were, it was also before Ascension. That's that's what I'm saying, right? right. So like, they were things that they, they were better than anything else at the time, right? Because they were like, here here is a familiar that is a combination of two right. base familiars, right? And yeah. they weren't two important ones. They tended to be one important one and one just uh, convenient or quality right. of life one, which you know we kind of can't get. A, we certainly can't get away with that anymore. Like even. At this point, even a familiar that does a bunch of novel stuff, has a bunch of content associated with it, just doesn't sell, right? And I think it's because the kind of people who care about optimizing don't want to mess with it anymore. Or there are so many options that are so good already that another one just feels like another kind of burden, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I mean, it's also... I mean, it's also possible that that Puckman just wasn't fun, huh. you know. But it to me, it was way more interesting than a lot of stuff that sold better, you know. So I don't know. I don't know what it is exactly. You know, maybe it was the uh, lame cash grab of making it zappable into a feminine form of itself that we did as a lame cash grab, and definitely not just a joke, right? <laughs> Uh, RNG he ate me says love 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 the deck so far fun to use useful but not too OP and I love the D&D references we've yet to see any creatures from Crimbo's 05 to 07 pop out of the deck are they excluded or should we keep on trucking are there other monsters we will not see in the deck 
You know, I was looking, uh, I was reading the forums about it. People are asking about specific monsters. Something that I did in an effort to make those things as universal as possible in terms of the monsters that they selected, but not let you fight monsters from unreleased content, uh, was to only allow monsters that have factoids written for them mm. to be pulled. And a lot of those monsters, I think there are cases where there were old monsters that were not, they were also older than the ability to copy monsters. So none of them were in the fact, it wasn't possible for any of them to be in the facts network. So some of us, just knew that, that and didn't yeah. write factoids and some of us didn't know that and did write factoids so in some of those monsters like because it wasn't like okay uh scully you write factoids for all the crimbo 05 monsters and riff you do it for the 07 ones i think i literally just assigned them to us based on their monster id mod three yeah right so yeah. every third monster and then and, and so, then you know and, i yeah, didn't write then, any and then when you guys finished yeah. all your work and mine was still undone i like redistributed them again yeah and then whenever or at least uh for speaking for myself whenever i saw one of those old monsters that i knew wasn't going to show up again it, assuming i recognized it as such i generally didn't bother to write factoids for it yeah, and I'm I am guessing that Scully just did. Like Scully, you know, just didn't remember or didn't look up like whether this was a thing that you could still fight or not. And so that's that's why a lot of the individual specific monsters that people are asking about not showing up here. Like the mon the Gila monster from that set of desert monsters, right? Was the only one that had NAs in its factoids, and that's why it's the only one that you can't see. And I mean, you know, we could <clears throat> go back see what those are and go back and write factoids for them i guess yeah. i don't know i mean i've um, i've finished my work for the week i can do those for the <laughs> next two days <laughs> um finally the word librum came to the english language from jack vance but was popularized and widely disseminated by gary gygax via dnd librum of gainful conjuration etc oh which god bless that man he did for so many awesome words mm -hmm. which one jack vance or gygax what was who was jack vance Jack Vance was a fantasy writer who okay. I know primarily because his sort of system of magic that he described is the kind of is what like D&D &D magic users do where, one where you have to memorize you have to memorize a spell over a long period of time and then casting Castle. it erases it from your mind. Okay. That is that is described as fancy and magic because I guess that's how it works in his fiction. I think he was just a fantasy writer maybe in the 30s. That makes it such a so you are it's like the potions kind of situation where you're hesitant to use a spell because you might need it more later yeah yeah it also makes low-level magic users in D, D kind of bullshit and not fun to play okay. and it makes yeah. fourth edi fourth edition vastly superior because yeah. you can just throw some fucking tiny fireballs all the time if you want like a wizard you know you guys just don't spend enough time thinking about wizards <laughs> Damascus says, I do miss back when each server got its own URL, www2, www3, www7. 
What other examples can we think of? Uh, because it was nice to be able to have multiple characters up and running in the same window, which I could alt-tab among. I can get this effect by using KOL Mafia, but I miss being able to simply sign into different servers. I'm sure there are at least a dozen reasons that was terrible from your end, and re-implementing an equivalent would be horrible, but I do miss it. If you ever happen to find spare time ha, to make a uh, way to have multiple... That was him, ha, not me. Uh, to make a way to have multiple characters signed on at the same time, that would be spiffy. Um, I, I just use multiple browsers. Th- you can also... Um, which th- So, fine. for me... My primary use case for incognito mode in my browser is logging into multiple Twitter accounts. <laughs> like, if I want to log on to the ASIM Twitter, I just open an incognito mode. And then after, after I'm done client, watching porn, man. I just log into the ASIM Twitter. And I don't... Because you just have tabs and you can just switch between I don't accounts. want to install... Twitter on my desktop because I don't want checking Twitter to be a th- like a thing that you as do. it stands now I just check Twitter when I pee okay right and that's plenty uh, and and I mean when I'm lying in bed or whatever like but I don't want to do it at my at my work computer I don't want to do it when I'm supposed to be playing video games <laughs> so. Uh, unrelatedly, whatever happened with the time-twitching tower? Did it fall by the wayside like Uncle P's antiques items? Yeah, sort of. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Oh, uh, ACM says, holy crap, the mouse over seems useful until you get an inventory that fills the field, turning the simple task of moving your cursor across the screen into a fireworks display of babble. Yeah, I, I thought that there's enough of a delay on it that that's not crazy, but you are right that it is, it's a little chaotic. I think Something that might have been a better idea is if that pop-up happened in the right pane instead of over top of Mm. your inventory. And I think maybe putting that in as an option is useful. Like, or just stick this to the top right corner or just a drop down of things where you can have the pop-ups. Like, pop-up tooltips appear under mouse in top right corner in top of chat pane. In other browser window, on, on your, your phone. phone. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> if we just texted you, wow! If we just texted <laughs> you, just text you an email every time you mouse over, and every time you mouse over an icon, it sends you a text. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> standard standard data rates may apply. Postcards. Yeah. Oh my god! And she says, "Yes, I quickly found the option to turn it off, so obviously everybody can have their cake or not." Just wanted to up pop up my subscribe uh, surprise discovery of this in action before I even saw the announcement. Wow. Yeah, it's, mm, yeah. <laughs> to my favorite game developer, says Spiderlink. Hello, gang. Let me start out by saying how much I've been enjoying all the items of the month lately. You guys have been knocking it out of the park with the deck, the Mayo Clinic, and basically everything since I came back to KOL. I love my puck man. He is both cool and cute, which is quite a feat. Have to, I have a lot to say, so please bear with me. Well, well thank you, Spiderlink. Some of my favorite things in KOL are the glimpses into the past that we get very occasionally, like the nearby plains and the distant past, to the point where it was one of the few things that I remembered clearly after a long hiatus, which led to some confusion when I tried to find Susie's arena. Is there any possibility of unifying some of that stuff into a sort of actually Crack Rocks the Barbarian type of path? The Hyboria quest just isn't enough. I want to eat so messily at the Pork Elf Banquet that they just decide to fuck off to the moon, and I want to hang out with <laughs> Susie Anka, the first arena mistress. I want to tame the first giant turtle in that Valiant and Garlahad, uh, or that Valiant and Garlahad were probably bullshitting about in the afterlife. I want to rescue 
through the sun so heroically that even Ed is impressed with me. I understand if there isn't enough material there to make a challenge path or if it's too cheesy to mash down all those things. Together, don't feel bad about shooting me down. I know I'm not a video game writer. Is there any way you could have a familiar that drops ampersands or something, though? I just want to crack rocks. Thanks for hearing me out, and thanks for making such a fun game. Sincerely, Spiderlink. Uh, for what it's worth, not a day goes by that I don't laugh out loud at something in this game. You guys do damn good work. Thanks again. Well, thank you, Spiderlink, for That's super nice. all of that kindness. Avatar of Crack Rocks seems like it could happen. Um, I don't know about... We covered a lot of that ground in Boris. in Boris. Yeah. If it was... I mean, if you actually moved around the map in a grid-shaped fashion... <laughs> Uh, dear Jack Griffin crew says Falcon will we ever have another podcast thanks monogram huh was that because we skipped a week probably uh, hey guys I love the deck of every card says Vernacio and I hope you guys aren't too burnt out by it since the get out of jail free card didn't pan out do you think we could get a go straight to jail card that reset your ascension <laughs> upon being pulled that would probably balance out all those complaints of the deck being too powerful <laughs> on a serious note what would you think about polling the uh, community about retiring old content that is constantly updated like the scarecrow and the maypole it's sad to hear that new content is sometimes frustrating for you guys to make because you have to write messages for items related up to released up to a decade ago maybe they could phase out with standard style rotation sorry for being so long winded and thanks for the great game you know, those aren't actually that big of a deal. We just forget the hat rack and the pants rack yeah. a lot. And the Bjorns. Let's see. Reverkiller says, have you considered modifying the skills that cost one adventure so they do not add to the run's turn count? That change would make them usable in run by speed players while not removing their usefulness to newer players. They're really designed to only be useful to, to newer players. Or players who don't think that their adventures are that precious. Right? People who aren't expert enough at the game that they get more out of one turn than that smell the boon that those skills give them. Right? Like, if you're not getting 10 substats a turn... Wait, is there one that does that? I forget. <laughs> I think so. For, for for somebody, there is. Yeah, you get the well-rested. The, the Seal Club or Hibernate thing, you get like a well-rested buff, I think, that gives you plus one muscle substat after combat for 10 turns or something like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want that to become a thing that serious players have to think about because a lot of that was, this is something that I can add that just won't actually change the decision-making landscape for advanced players. Darth Twinkie says, was there a reasoning behind making the Tickle Me Emilio hatchling from the Crimbo Town Toy Factory in 2011 untradeable? Seems odd that every other hatchling can be traded. Is that true? I don't remember. True Are there no other untradeable, or that? Is it no true other? that it's the only? Is it true that it's the only untradeable one? I have no idea. I don't know. Wasn't everything that came out of that untradeable? Because didn't you have to give those to someone else? I think you did. Right. Those were. That was the Secret uh, Santa year. That might be where. It. Yeah. And it, so none of those things were tradeable because if they were, then Defeated our the intentions point. would have been subverted instantly by the demands of the market, uh, and. This is this is a dictatorship, not a libertarian <laughs> utopia. Um, so, yeah, I imagine that that was it. I guess uh, that must be frustrating for uh, familiar collectors. I guess we could make it tradable now, but it's no. true. Dr. Dolphin Rider says, 
What is the plan for Mac support with West of Loathing? Also, just wanted to le- wanted you to know I've been kind of a silent player until I started getting into the podcast late last year, and now you've brought me out of hiding. Less than three. Oh, well, thanks, Dr. Dolphin Rider. I thought for uh, yeah. a second they were saying they've been a silent player of West of Loathing. I was like, real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mysterious. Uh, um, absolutely a Mac version. It's yeah. trivial to produce one. Yay! Um, yeah, in fact, I uh, I have it on this Mac that I'm using to read these questions because we wanted to see if it looked like total garbage on a retina display I would like the to way that KOL does. I would like to see it. No, does if you when you load KOL, does it look like garbage? I hate the way that KOL looks on a Retina Mac because it it up, it up. up samples the art in a way that Just makes, makes it really blurry. Yeah. That sucks. Um, although I don't actually remember. Let me log into KOL and see if it actually fucks up the. Um... All we would have to do is redo all the art assets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. That's all we would have to do. Would be to. It is. It is frustrating that, like, the internet, the web, which was, had this promise of, like, just not requiring a lot of m- long-term maintenance, yeah. uh, has just become this shit show of having to yeah, deal like with nothing platforms. No, like, and- soon everything that has ever been made in Flash is just going to be lost to history. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Millions of games you will only be able to play at a museum where they have a computer running Flash and they're, you know, and nobody, and nobody cares, you know, nobody, like, you know, you gotta update standard stuff. But yeah, like, the, the text that is just pixel perfect eight point aerial on locations in, in container documents in KOL, it's just blurry. You know, on a retina display. I feel like and, that changed recently. Because on on my screen, which is not, it's not Retina, but it is one of those big cinema displays. It used to be pixel perfect, but just recently I noticed that it has started anti-aliasing it, and it looks weird. Maybe that's just your eyes. Your eyes are now. Maybe my eyes are going bad, or maybe something changed in Firefox. I don't know. But CD Moyer thinks that we can put something on the proxy that, like tricks everything that, into that tricks it yeah that just automatically doubles the size like just e- because what i wish retina would do is just display each of the pixels in the image as four pixels right that would make our that would make my stuff continue to look the way that it was intended to look hmm. right that would be bad for photographs and stuff but like it's not just straight up black and white though i mean it's eight Shade, most of your art is eight shades of gray. Yeah, but it's like the text is just black and white, right? And that's why okay. it looks good. That's to I your to your eye. Well, to my eye, but it's also that it looks it looks as it is intended. Like I sure. think that anti-aliasing text that is that small, I honestly think is worse for everyone. That's I don't think true. that anyone wants text at that size to be anti-alias. The the size of the rest of the text in the game, arguably, I am the only one who hates anti-aliasing it, right? But I just, I just really do. It's just blurry. It just makes it blurry, and it makes it like tiring to read in a way that nice, crisp. Just this is the pixels. They are either black or white. And a Retina display is actually great for that, right? Because it can, it doesn't actually need to anti-alias it. It just can look like a printed book, which has effectively, you know molecule of ink sized res- resolution or uh, you know paper fiber but but yeah anyway there is totally a mac version of west of loathing like it it's being developed on a mac 
right? The primary programmer is doing all of the work on Unity on his Mac. So, um, and Unity can export to, can export to everything. Everyone. Yeah, I, like I, I don't think that it will be hard for there to be Linux support also. Um, and we're not we doing have, anything that would prevent us from putting it on an iPad either. Yeah. It won't. It won't really be viable on a phone. Yeah, it'll just be. It'll be too small, and I don't want to compromise the experience <sighs> of play. Master Swords looks so good on a phone. You're so wrong. Does it? it I does. don't think it does. It does. I don't like it. I was really playing good. it recently. Yes, yesterday while I was peeing, I didn't like you, it. You have the new build? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure I that wasn't it Twitter? While I was peeing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Darth Twinkie says, "Dear Jake Griffin, Cold Stuff. I was looking back at the updates and announcements for 2015, and I noticed there hasn't been a single world event so far this year. What are the chances we'll see one before Crimbo? Thanks wait. again for all your hard work, and I can't wait for West of Loathing. What month is it? It's July. Wow. Just about yeah. to be August. Has there not... Did we not do a Twitch event at all since... No, nope. since Christmas, remember? Well, we brought the one back in February. It came wow. back for a couple days in February. Right, but that's... We weren't... We didn't actually, like... We added new content to it. It was a world uh, event. Okay, fine. Sure. If it's a world event when we do it, it's a world event. Okay. Like, <laughs> it's not... It's just that was such a, like, small thing compared to what they normally are. Yep, what, I guess that's what true. What was it that was added this last time? I've forgotten. The Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Claus. Oh, that's it, it right. Was that level of the tower. We were we intended to do that on Christmas, yeah. like just a surprise <laughs> event on Christmas, but we didn't get around to it. Because, because we were surprised we yeah. were having Christmas. <laughs> yeah, surprise, it's Christmas. And also, surprise, that is the busiest time of the year for us every year for the last 12 years, and I yeah. never remember yeah. that it is. I, I uh, really enjoyed writing that. Because it was Santa Claus, Christopher Columbo, Christopher Columbus, and Columbo. <laughs> that was pretty good. Was he Nina Pinta or Santa Claus? He was all three. Oh. F says, you should have kept those dollar gold coins, dollar coin guy. They're worth a dollar ninety-eight each now. Do you remember the names of the guys at that coffee shop, dollar coin guy? No, I don't what remember. What do you mean the they're names? worth a dollar ninety-eight each now? They're worth a dollar. They're still just legal currency. Mm, I don't know, man. What do you? What, that does not make any sense. Uh, but you know what else doesn't make sense is F lying to us. He that's wouldn't do that. True. It's just that just seems weird because can't you can you not buy them anymore from the government? Mm, I don't know. I mean, you probably might not be able to use a credit card anymore. But uh, yeah, I imagine that you did ruin that for everyone. Oh, <sighs> uh, let's see. F says, speaking of visualizing servers, I think he meant virtualizing, getting your old servers into a virtual environment is extremely simple these days. You can P2V, uh, you never go P2V, <laughs> F, uh, physical to virtual your current machines into a VM in a few hours, no matter of their OS slash software complexity. It is a simple command that creates a VM image from your current hard drives that can then be loaded in whatever virtual environment you want to use, ESX, Hyper-V, etc. I've done this for old SQL and Exchange servers without a hitch, and they are down and back up within a day. You can have one VM host that runs all your servers in a single one U-Box. Of course, that one U-Box would cost you a couple grand. Who's ready for some pizza? Um, I don't know that we could... I don't know that... It, a couple grand worth of server will run everything that we need right now. Because we we have two relatively, I mean, they're a couple years old at this point, but yeah, relatively those, high the end. The database, database servers, servers were like maybe 3,500 each four or five years ago yeah. when we got them, uh, you know, which those, I mean, those would be cheap now. Like so much of that was because SSDs were way more expensive now, but they're still not cheap, right? And those are like RAID 5 
SSDs so that like all of the cost was the hard drives. Um, Jeff believed that we could have gotten away with one of those boxes. I don't actually agree with him because I think we do occasionally get some bottlenecking on the database because uh, since we've had such fast database servers, we've also gotten way sloppier. Um, Right. But yeah, you're probably right that it is that it would be easier than I think it would be, but I don't think that it would be cheaper. I think it would be significantly more expensive and, you know, I don't know. It would be nice to not have the like specter of the data center in Phoenix looming behind me all of the time. Now that I'm spending basically no time in Phoenix, but you know, I guess I could always go there on Christmas or during KOL con or, Right. Zapcon or any of the times that I at a time when one of my houses is on fire. Did you figure out why your house was on fire? I didn't. Shit. Uh, it's on water. No, I just need to get a I need to get a sprinkleman out there to <laughs> take a look at everything. <laughs> it's hard to find a good sprinkleman these days. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Eroquin says the glut of new factoids from the deck of every cards and its monster summoning abilities. A couple of factoid related questions have arisen that maybe you could shed some light on onto which you could shed some light. One, despite finding many an old monster from the deck, nobody has fa- reported finding certain old monsters such as Crimbo 2005 to 2008, Arborween and Skeleton Invasion, though a single monster from Crimbo 2006 has shown up. One theory is because they have a phylum other than what one would expect, e.g. horror instead of elf, and they just haven't come up as people aren't looking for the right thing. Second explanation is that some or all have the no copy flag and so can't show up. Third explanation is, of course, that we're just unlucky. Do you happen to know which of these might be the case? Actually, none of them. It is that they don't have factoids and not having factoids is another reason for a monster not to show up in the deck. Two, in a clan discussion, there was disagreement over whether or not Cyrus the Virus still had factoids. We know after a way was found to beat the whole kingdom, those factoids were removed so that people didn't have to do stunt kills for completion's sake. Is the same true for Cyrus, or do intrepid factoid hunters need to go above and beyond in the quest for useless information? Let me check. I think he might still have them. What is he called? He is called Cyrus the Virus. Named after that character in Con Air? Mm-hmm. Is that... Played by John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. That was a good movie. Con Air? Yeah. It actually was pretty good. Steve Buscemi is really great in it. Cyrus does have factoids but he will also not show up in the deck because he is a boss but yeah they're not talking about that i think they're just wondering yeah they're not talking about that yeah whether he's fightable i mean that's the problem right like there are there's one or two ways to kill him now that people have figured out and i don't necessarily view them as exploitative but they clearly are doing things that, that we weren't, you know, intending. Yeah. <clears throat> Gordito says, hi, Jake, Hot Stuff, and Riff. What do you think about adding a nickname field to the player profile? This way, instead of people getting it wrong in chat until being corrected, they could just look and see what the player put there. Uh, you don't, you don't get, get to decide choose your, your nickname. nickname. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm glad we're on the same page here. Uh, I mean, if that's, that's the one thing I learned at, at college is... You don't get to decide those things. Oh, don't you? Woomph? Or did you did you pick Woomph? I did not. Did you pick Rodan? Nope. You don't get to choose. I certainly did not pick 
asshole. Hmm. <laughs> Shkiv says, the way you Americans have both dollar coins and bills and ask people to please not use one of them is weird. Here's how we do it in Norway. One, central bank declares new coins slash banknotes will be released on date such and such. So-and-so old coins slash notes are obsolete from same date. Two, banks immediately start taking obsoleted currency out of circulation. Two, shops are required to... Th- so there's another way that you do things in Norway that I don't approve of. Uh, two, shops are required to accept obsoleted currency for one year after which they can refuse it. Three, the central bank will accept obsoleted cur- currency for 10 years. Uh, banknotes can be replaced by coins or small denomination coins can be taken out of circulation without being replaced. Also, it's fairly common to have banknotes you can tell apart by feel alone, size and shape. You know, that while I get that different sized bills are better for the blind. Right. I also hate the idea because I never liked like I like sorting my bills by denomination and being able to just fold them and have them all be lined up. Hmm. That's what I like. Um, so maybe having if, different size bills they, would be bad for your OCD. If if the different sizes were multiples of each other, you could just take that 20 and fold it up like eight times and it would be the same size as a $1 bill. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. Billy Bob Fred says, I just noticed that the bear arms are traded separately. What's the deal with that? I suppose you probably answered that when they were new, but I was on hiatus then, so... It was just an experiment. We wanted to see if we could sell an item of the month that was that became two, two items. items of the month that were independently tradable. Um, and I think nobody cared. Yep. Um, but it also would allowed not, me... Would, would not do again. It allowed me stars. to write my, I think, my favorite item description joke, which was for the right bear arm, Tarzan say, Constitution guarantee this. <laughs> right. Uh, which, man... Thanks for thanks for laughing, Riff. <laughs> uh, let's see. F says thanks for reading my questions from 1998. <laughs> You're welcome, F. <laughs> how uh, how do you feel about uh, Mexican food? Oh, I like it. Do you? Yeah, I like it, and I want some. Okay. You know what else I want? A margarita. Oh yeah, that one sounds lovely. Mm. Or as I call them, a marg, a salty marg. That's oh, what I want. Like- you just made it. You just made it unappealing. <laughs> Salty margarine. All right, guys. Well, I hope you've uh, had a good time recording this episode of uh, the Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me, because I know I've had a good time recording it. And listeners, I hope you've enjoyed listening to it, and I hope you'll uh, join us for the next one. And until then, make a hamburger out of farts. Good night, everybody. Have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs>